The opinions expressed on the show do not reflect the views of WSUM, University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. You are currently listening to On Wisconsin, Mondays, 7 to 8 p.m. on WSUM. Student-led, community-supported broadcast journalism. Developing stories, posing important questions, and bringing you quality programming with special guests and interviews. No prior experience necessary to join. Please direct your questions or comments to onwisconsin at wsum.wisc.edu or drop us a tweet at onwisconsinwsum. WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. All right. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, this is On Wisconsin. And uh, bear with me for a moment for getting our phone line situation. We've got a number of calls, and we have a guest here in the studio. He's been on the floor. We have uh, David Knoll, who is joining us today. Help me piece through the news. Uh, pretty soon we'll have uh, John Quinlan, uh, who uh, is also in broadcast, uh, has his own program at um, uh, Sun Prairie in their media center. And uh, we'll have uh, Clyde Gaines, uh, who um, puts together the Fall Gospel Fest, to talk a little bit about that. And then why not wrap show with a gubernatorial interview. We have uh, Michael White, who's um, going to be our last gubernatorial interview for... Uh, for the election tomorrow. Do we have one? How's it going, so. David? Another day in paradise. Another day in paradise. And is our phone line working, John? I'm here for you there. Okay. Look at that. Got things working. Let me, well, I got to turn the phone mic on. Let's try that signal again. We're, we're trying new technology. Okay. All right. Oh, much better. And you can hear us good. Yeah, so here we are, the night for uh, this uh, midterm election, and um, you know, there's the news. The news continues regardless of uh, what happens in the political sphere. There's all this other stuff that the media covers as well. Oh, that reminds me, I have a pre-recorded uh, segment as well uh, that I was able to obtain. Uh, right before this show, which we'll be playing um, uh, after our, our little news discussion. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm going to do this backwards. I'm going to do the local stuff, and then we'll talk about the more national stuff that we were talking about um, b- before the show. So, local news, uh, Channel 27, WKOW, Unity Point Health Meritor Child Adolescent Psychiatry Center, or CAP, is providing mental health support for 6- to 18-year-olds, anxiety, depression, and SI, suicidal ideation, um, the psychiatry center is currently operating with a wait list, which means that sometimes people are turned away or they might have to wait uh, up to nine months before receiving the full uh, care of the, the, that the center has to offer. Leaders um, say uh, that uh, an expansion of $10 million will be needed to uh, help increase activities, outpatient programming, and add uh, 30 beds. So a $3 million project is underway for uh, building renovation, and there are ways for the public to donate as well. The center currently serves uh, 35 counties in Wisconsin and helps almost 900 kids per year. And 
What else do I have in the news brief? Uh, Dane County uh, Human Needs Committee met on October 25th with some concern over Journey Mental Health regarding the nonprofit's financial stability. Motions carried to decrease outpatient therapy to Journey Mental Health uh, by $110,000. Um, strike the uh, Journey Mental Health uh, contract reduction. Uh, some motions uh, regarding uh, redirecting MHC. Uh, $460,000 expense uh, uh, to um, the, the Hmong uh, community, uh, the uh, Anesis Therapy for uh, 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 Hmong Kashia. Uh, earlier this year, Journey Mental Health shut down two of its programs, uh, the Kashia House and the Cambodian Temple, uh, due to its finances. And if I remember correctly, John, that's uh you you did a uh, a section on your uh community conversations out in Sun Prairie recently regarding that. Yeah, we did and uh and the people behind Kashia House are really good friends. Uh there's a couple Penghur and Mahjong who who've been very active in the community and essentially yeah, what what they're talking about there is it's not just a matter of uh a lack of funds or other things. The, the Journey Mental Health, which used to be a very reputable agency in its earlier incarnation is Dean County Mental Health has really slid, and they've we, we developed over the years, those of us who are advocates, something called uh, community-based treatment, you know, that, that basically tries to feel out what the needs are in the community. And they're trying to move to a model that's called a clinical-based model, where they get paid more, but they're not accountable to the community anymore. They're not dealing with all the real-life consequences, the stigma, the other challenges that mental health consumers face. And you know, part of what they did was they just... They screwed up. They didn't uh, apply for a grant that uh, was going to pay for transportation costs for Kashia House, which treats uh, Hmong elders uh, who, who suffered trauma in the Vietnam War. And they were just going to do away with the program because they're not accountable to the community. And the Hmong community and its supporters rallied, raised $150,000 in a few weeks, and now the program is going to run independently. But but there's a bigger picture here. People call their crisis line, and they get told that they're not entitled to be getting help for suicide or for other things. It's really a scandal the way that your own journey mental health has uh, has just kind of totally gone into the ground of late. And those are vital services. All the stuff that you were talking about in both the Channel 27 report and this thing. I mean, uh, you know, a young person shouldn't have to wait nine months for treatment. They ought to be able to get it right away. Well, thank you for giving us a little bit more uh, depth uh, to that news story. Um, I want to jump now to uh, uh, some more uh, national news, uh, and we'll we'll come back to uh, honing in on Madison and the campus. Uh, that was the first story in my right. document. Um, you just cut me off if I go on too long. long. Sorry, Shaq. Oh, well, hey, I appreciate you calling in to the, the show tonight, um, and... Uh, uh, you know, I definitely appreciate uh, having multiple voices Absolutely. on the show. Um, maybe instead of actually reporting the news, we can we can talk about this. Uh, what about that uh, that uh, Utah mayor uh, that was killed in Afghanistan for uh, you know while they were uh, being deployed, serving in the the National Guard? That's a very uh, uh, interesting event. They they called it a an insider attack. Um, and my understanding is that. Uh, part of uh, our uh, our um, military uh, involvement is within training for uh, within troops, and these insider attacks 
uh, occur uh, or have occurred um, in recent history, and this is one of them. Um, I do want to also throw out there that it is National Military Appreciation Month, and so that's another reason why it ends up uh, being on the top lines of national news. Well, one of the difficulties is we've been in Afghanistan now for the better part of uh, 17 years, and uh, I think it it sadly reflects uh, an inability for us to assess what it is we think we're going to accomplish, how we're going to accomplish it. And I think we've done a, a poor job of understanding the challenge that face us. And I think, quite frankly, done a very poor job of understanding the challenges that face the population. And while I think it's a, a terrible and, and, and lamentable that uh, this gentleman lost his life, uh, the fact is that this is a protracted and, and ongoing effort that is getting us nowhere. And in large measure, it's because I think we have had precious little suggestion about why we're there, what it to accomplish, and how we're going to. Well, um, yeah, you know, that's a whole, a whole other debate that we can get into. John, your thoughts? Oh, no worries. Uh, what we were doing is we were talking about um, the, uh, it, it, yeah, I, I guess talking about the uh, the mayor in uh, Utah that lost their life this last weekend on uh, an insider okay. attack in Afghanistan. And, and I guess where I was that was, um, you know, a more broad discussion um, as we um, talk about uh, National Military Appreciation Month. Um, well, you know, just one thing, you, you guys sitting there on the UW-Madison campus, you know, when, in the 60s. There was ambivalence about supporting the troops, supporting soldiers. And I think early on, they just people finally realized, hey, the folks who were serving in Vietnam, the guys who were putting their lives on the line, often folks who were very low income from communities of color, they aren't the enemy. We need to hold them up no matter what we feel about war. And that's, I think, you know, what, what one of the messages week like this, where we're holding up veterans and really trying to make sure they get the services and respect that they deserve. Well, I, I think the challenge is... Uh, honoring the service, honoring the sacrifices that are being made by uh, people like Brent Taylor, but also being capable of being objective about what it is we're trying to accomplish, how we're trying to accomplish it, and, and being honest when it's not happening. Uh, you know, our, our history of foreign engagement uh, since World War II has been pretty consistently problematic. We've, we've left an awful lot of death and destruction behind us, we have precious little to show for it in terms of accomplishments that warranted the loss of those American lives that we put at risk when we engage in these conflicts. And if we're not going to discuss it seriously, I, I'm afraid it's probably a trend that just continues. We continue to take brave young men and women and capable officers and put them in untenable situations where their lives are at risk and at times lost uh, with precious little discussion about what was the motive what was our agenda? How were we going to accomplish it? And when are we going to be done? Yeah. Well, I, I got to leave it there. Um, Major Brent Taylor, um, who had been uh, deployed many times in the past, uh, served in the National Guard since joining in 2003. And uh, from all of what I can see that's been reported, he will be missed. All right. Now turning to uh, uh, other things in the news. And, you know, it's Sometimes I feel like, you know, it's all kind of gloomy, you know, news that, that's out there. Um, 
Uh, I wanted to continue on our uh, report on um, the uh, musician uh, Mac Miller, uh, who uh, passed away earlier. Um, and I guess the the coroner uh, the the update there is that the uh, the coroner finds that it was an accidental um, overdose. Um, rapper producer Mac Miller uh, um, who had passed away um, uh, earlier, and uh, and it looks like an um, what we're finding. Uh, in, in the news is <laughs> our sad stories and I don't want to read them all but um, uh, I so what we'll do here is I'll I'm gonna switch now to our more local stuff and the reason why I have um, uh, my guest in the studio today is because we've had a talk um, about um, guns and 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 you know the the whole gun reform debate and we've had you on the show to talk about active shooters and and things of that nature and um my my view on it is that um it helps to continue to have these conversations or tough conversations to have but if we're ever going to get to a place where we reduce um the number of active shooter situations in America then we continue to have uh those conversations uh so that's part of the reason why I invited you uh, here today because Madison has uh received uh, an increase in um, these, not active shooters, but certainly gun-related incidences that have resulted to a loss of life. Um, the uh, the incident that took place recently during Madison's Freak Fest, for example, in the parking lot, um, that that woman has now been charged uh, uh, for for that uh, incident. So, I, I mean, you know, like, what, what, what are we doing, you what? know? Well, like, I think it's happening with young people. It's happening with, you know, all around the country. There are these gun-related incidences. In, in August of 1966, uh, a, a disgruntled former Marine and student uh, climbed the Texas Tower, started shooting at people. When he was done, 14 people were dead. Uh, and that was an extraordinary and relatively unprecedented event. Unfortunately, there's nothing ordinary or unprecedented about these anymore. Uh, we, we see these uh, horrifying uh, occurrences, and we've become a new, uh, even you know, of the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School, uh, talking kindergartners and first graders being slaughtered with an AR-15, and yet our collective sense of mourning and grief uh, Result in nothing was effective in forestalling the next mass casualty event. I've become, I guess, cynical about it. I mean, it, it always goes the same way. There's uh, the candlelight vigil and the, the prayer service and people standing and marching, uh, and, and then we do effectively nothing to, to forestall the next one. And these are extraordinary events in that really a lot of places in the world where this happens other than the United States of America. Uh, there are countries that have had a mass shooting event or two. We contend with them on a routine basis, and we have to think about it. Um, the, the cry that we need down on our mental health efforts is certainly true. As we heard earlier, Journey is flounced efforts in the community. But there are more succinct and, and, and substantial things that could and should be done, and we are apparently determined to not do them, uh, and we persist on a path where we are both uh, 
scourged with the violence of these actions. Uh, an incredibly incarcerative society. It's hardly as if we lack a punitive component. We incarcerate more people than any other nation on the face of the planet as a percentage of our population. And we are now engaged in the absolutely absurd and terrifying practice of teaching our children how to hide in darkened rooms when a mass shooter arrives at their school. I find myself overwhelmingly grateful that the young lady I raised didn't have to go through that. I can't imagine being a parent uh, and being aware that what my school is doing is teaching my child to survive a mass shooting event by hiding in the dark and staying quiet. Yeah, I, you know, um, there's a lot of places we could go with that, and, and I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, continue to have these uh, conversations. They're tough conversations, but I think that we move a little bit, you know, further when we have them, and, and hopefully the people who are listening and, you know, the people who make decisions on this, um, you know, can take in more perspectives uh, from uh, people who, you know, because there's a lot of historical context, uh, so you know, the people who have that understanding uh, certainly, I think, can go a long way. We were talking before the show about some of the historical context. I don't know if we have time to do it today, but um, I do want to shift gears and, and hopefully we can start talking about some some brighter and, and, and happier things. Um, but again, thank you so much for for that. Um, John, you've got this show. Yeah. And you have you have the community conversations out in some prairie. I got to get out there one of these days. I've called uh, the the media center. I you know I watch some of their programming that comes on uh, through the through the television as well. I mean, um, t- tell me a little bit about that. Well, it's it's uh, you know for for better or for worse, we don't have a good community access station anymore in Madison. You can do some stuff at the library, but it's in the suburbs where all the action is. So we got HD cameras. We got a low power FM station. We can do things for uh, cable TV or uh, for, again, uh, the low-power FM station that reaches about a third of the county. and um, Or, you know, you can make stuff that, that then goes out on social media. So it's, hey, it's, it's, it's a really good opportunity, and you don't have to necessarily be a Sun Prairie resident. We can find a way to get you in the door if you're interested. So that, that's a really cool thing. You know, I was just going to reflect on, you know, just off of what you were saying, the guest this morning um, included a guy named uh, Pardeep Singh Kalika, and his father was killed in the, the massacre over at the Sikh Temple in Oak Creek in suburban Milwaukee back in 2012. And um, you're talking about maybe uh, some good news. <laughs> this is maybe a little bit of a leap. But I guess the good news, when we were dealing with things like violence or concerns that the government, uh, the system of government's falling apart or other things, you know, there are good people that are rallying to the cause. So what, what, what you know, Pardeep did... You know, in the wake of his father dying, he, he became an ally with a white supremacist, I mean, a guy who used to be a white supremacist when he was a kid. And together, they just do amazing things. They try to heal people. They try to recognize that all this stuff produces trauma, and there's a way through it. If you come together, if you get the right treatment, if um, you find a way to transform something really difficult and dark into something that brings light into people's lives. So I think in the midst of all this bad news you're getting, this is what we try to cover on our show, and I think this is what you guys try to do on Wisconsin, too. You try to take the darkness and transform it into the light. Yeah, uh, thank you. I, I'll take that as a, you know, um, I mean, yeah, that that is p- part of my aim here. The, the other aim being um, uh, trying to get the information out there. And so, you know, unfortunately, sometimes that information is more of the bleak stuff. 
John, I appreciate you being on the show. And for people who want to listen to your show also on Mondays, um, you know, I listen to it on Mondays. Can you give us a little bit of con- uh, information on where So it's on it? the air from 7 to 9 uh, every Monday morning, drive time. Uh, if you are in northeastern Dane County, probably like where you are is right on the edge of our broadcast radius, but it's 103.5 FM. Otherwise, you go to Sun Prairie Media Center. Dot com and you can listen to the live stream and there'll be information there on how to phone in and that's one of the things we're really trying to do is produce an interactive show where it's not just our guests that are part of the conversation but the larger community is as well all right um i appreciate it john that's john quinlan um uh community conversations in some prairie he's been on this show before um i i suspect i'll be on his show one of these days and... you will indeed we'll all get right. you out there maybe some of your colleagues can come out and join us too so yeah. All right. Good to talk with you, Shai. Thank you. All right. We're going to cut to a break uh, here in a moment. And uh, when we come back, uh, we'll be talking to uh, talking to uh, Clyde Gaines, who does the, um, the uh, Fall Gospel Fest. You are listening to On Wisconsin on WSUM. We'll be right back.